0: It started out so promisingly. But ultimately, WWE creative failed Alexa Bliss in 2021. I, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to put the title of this off up. And you're going to get some nerds who read this. They'll not even listen to the context. And then there'll be somebody who pops up under the, the, the reply. Say, oh, you can't say that. How can you do that? Because, let's be honest, a lot of wrestling marks cannot take another person's opinion even if they're not actually sticking up for the talent now a lot of the wrestling marks aren't too bright and they're not going to understand that but we all knew that anyway but it's one of these things that had to be said right uh last year last couple of years i've always done something like like last year i did my top 10 favorite alexa bliss moments of 2020 and there was tons to choose from to the point where i was leaving great moments off the list but I look at twenty twenty one, and I'd struggle to fill that list because it became a real chore to watch some of her segments, even though she performed them great. It it got to the stage where I was lo- what I could not believe the absolute dog shit I was watching, and that is a damn shame for someone as talented as her. Now I get it; a lot of people like what happened, but once especially especially once the lily thing came in and we'll get into that later this wasn't good and people you can enjoy it all you want but at the end of the day it became a farcical so let's start off with the the positive here there this one, one year ago today just at the end of 2020 there was this great segment in the last last Raw of the Year, and it was the, last, the main event of the last Raw of the Year, when Alexa was begging, r- daring Randy Orton to set her on fire. Remember that astounding cliffhanger? You just had the time the week before when Orton set the fiend on fire. And this was great. This was a fantastic cliffhanger. He was the problem. And even though I say it started Office of so Promise in 2021, there was a warning shot in the very first row of 2021 legends night there was zero follow-up to this cliffhanger which is all well and good that if you can write a great cliffhanger that's fine but if you have no idea how to follow it up then ultimately what's the point and that happened there they did not follow this up properly all they had was randy orton one you just doing a backstage interview and wandering about backstage, talking to legends. That was it. Complete wet fart of a letter. So the warning signs were there already, and of course the WWE apologists, marks, they didn't mind getting their 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 intelligence insulted because they don't have any. <laughs> that's and then there's, there was so hey, never mind, guys, it'll get picked up again. But that's not the point. It's just the uh you you write a cliffhanger then you don't follow it through properly the next week. That's bad when it comes to episodic television. But they did follow it up the week after and you know what? It was fun. You had of like, so shooting the fireball at Randy Orton. It was fun, it was memorable and it did big numbers on YouTube. And then for a couple of weeks after it you had some really great stuff too. Like but there was, even within the great stuff, it was ultimately a waste of time, like, she had two matches against Asuka, they basically had her squash Asuka one week, but she did a their, their little transformation before the ma- uh, during the match, when she turned into, like, she was wearing the black and that, it was almost like she was getting her fiend form, as it were, and this actually was great, she had all the momentum in the world going into the Royal Rumble, um, of course, she had the, the great segment on the Go Home Show before the Rumble when she was about to win the title. But Orton ultimately came in cost her that with the RKO. But these segments, even before at the end of 2020 as well, between Alexa and Orton, were routinely getting to 1 million views within 24 hours on YouTube at this point in time. Alexa had all the momentum in the world going into the Royal Rumble. It was one of those things... It was never never if you were ever going to have her win a rumble and so what did they do they had her last two minutes in the rumble yep the woman who was drawing the most lasted the least amount of time in the rumble and after that the youtube viewership for her segments fell off a cliff i'm not kidding that one of them the one the night after was did quite well but then that was during an edge and orton match so the edge and orton thing would also would have helped do that so but other than that i mean and then of course they had the wwe apologist Mark Sheeps defended this crap on twitter they're going hey guys it's okay don't worry it's great you're just like oh, all right okay but the way that oh they said it protected the character Right, okay. <laughs> what, what it ultimately. They were saying, oh, but Rhea Ripley just outsmarted her. And I'm just thinking, no, it actually made her look kind of stupid. Just coming in and standing at the ropes just to get eliminated. No, it was dumb. It was stupid. And you wrote them in a corner because you already showed that she could transform into this feed form. Right? Why didn't she just come out with that? You know. Uh, there was, And even if you wanted to do that, why didn't you just, if you wanted her to get eliminated, why didn't you just come back and beat some people up after it to gain some heat back? But, nope, she just got eliminated in two minutes and went away like a good little jobber and you see nothing of her for the rest of the night. That, that character's momentum died that night. And if you go into February... You could really see things turning badly. You see how bad this was getting. They got to the stage when Randy Orton was like puking up black tar like three weeks out of four. That's what he was doing. And you're thinking this was utter, utter shit. Just unbelievably fucking bad. Just got to the point of being repetitive and you could just see they were running out of ideas trying to stretch this Fiend Orton thing to WrestleMania. And yeah, her match with Orton that Fastlane was a rare highlight of 2021. It was fun. I mean, it was stupid, but it was fun, you know what? It was entertaining. So technically she gets a win on Orton. And, and it was all done just to set up a shitty Fiend and Orton match at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. No, so all that momentum in January, but Alexa doesn't have her own match at WrestleMania. Uh, Of course, though, according to the marks, that's okay, though. That's okay. A two-night WrestleMania and she still can't get her own match. She's basically a a valet, so she's basically doing what she was doing in NXT when she first started. Okay, but that's okay, though. All right. Um, And if you look at it, right, okay. We come to WrestleMania, Fiend and Orton, that match was an absolute abomination. And I even said that at the time. I remember even saying they've clearly changed the finish of that at the last minute. And he had on the march say, "Oh, this is part of a great plan. Just you wait and see." <sighs> yeah, I heard that one turn out. <clears throat> <laughs> and then it was a god awful segment, though. To be fair, I mean, it got the crowd to chat, "Holy shit!" and things like that. And to be fair, and that's fine. And Bray and Alexa got a good response from the crowd. All that goodwill, they actually turned by having that stupid ending when they both just disappeared, the lights go out, and then the lights come back on, they both disappeared. And the crowd booed, not but the crowd booed because that was shit. They like Alexa and Bray, but they knew it was shit, and it was just garbage. Then we come to... now, I will say that one thing that made things awkward here, the Bray Wyatt situation with him being off earlier in the year, we don't know, I don't think we've ever had fully the full reasons of why he was off uh, for this, but a lot of it might have quite well have had to do with the, the sad passing of John Huber He's, with his best friends. So we don't know for that might have played a part in why he was off for so long and, and things, but... And obviously that's made things difficult, you can't really legislate for that so that you to do a good you that did make things a lot more difficult. But when it com uh the writing, the the writing was just abysmal in the whole build up to this right after January. The WWE really dropped the ball badly on this. But the night after WrestleMania, I like this segment, I'll say this you know when she actually explained what happened it did kind of make some sense when she said hey look i don't need uh, i don't need the fiend because i and when you think about it she didn't because she was always getting the better of orton other than the rko and well the fiend couldn't i mean she basically had orton's balls in her purse for months on end so that's true and then if you look, the the segment was actually really good and but then she introduced lily now, to me, I always thought, you know what? Her having her own little puppet or something like that might not be the worst idea in the world. If, you, if it's going to be an offshoot of Bray Wyatt and things like that. If the puppet actually had a personality and talked and did something like the Firefly 5, Five puppets, then this would have been... I think this would have been really good, potentially. But then, weeks went by, and barely anything happened. Like, this Lily doll basically does nothing you've got these garbage things when like alexa was sitting on a swing up on the the, the up on the titan up in front of the Titan drone, and shana baszler's knees started going under and you think to yourself the fuck is this garbage it was meant to be all lily controls or another shit and we'll get to that in due course but yeah utter shit <laughs> this was just so embarrassing and then the other thing, and the other thing, right, she has this feud with Shayna Baszler about. Right? And I'll say one thing. Finally, something decent happened. And I don't think it was decent because it was well written, it was decent because it was so bad that it was good. And I remember I did a recording on this back at the time. It was the main event segment of Raw when, uh, when the, the one when Shayna Baszler got, uh, Scared by Lily, such beat Lily up, but ended up getting <laughs> ended up getting um cornered by her in the dressing room, and you have that half of it. Shana does this half-hour scream. She's like, <laughs> and the frog goes off the air." That segment was, it was it wasn't good writing, or it wasn't scary or anything about it, but it was so bad, it was good. So I kind of enjoyed it, not because it was well done though, but at least it was kind of funny. Finally, something happened with this Lily doll, and let's be honest here, that became the first segment since Alexa and Lily to get one million views on YouTube. The the night after WrestleMania, still at that at that point hadn't got there, but well, but well, well, by now, but the night was quite close at that time. It had nine hundred odd K views. That was the first one to do one million views, and it, apparently the ratings actually did go up for it that you night. Know, so I'll give it that but when you think about it she was routinely at the start of the year getting one million views in 24 hours but it took two months for a segment with her and lily so it's this new thing to get one million youtube views that kind of tells you there weren't too many casual people into this because casual fans will maybe tune into the youtube segments because they don't want to sit through three hours of shit and can't really blame anyone for that they'll maybe say oh what's so and so up to what's Roman Reigns up to, for example, or what's brought Lesnar up to, if they hear he's on. And you were sort of getting to the stage where Alexa was doing that, even in segments without Randy Orton, even segments with her and Asuka were doing that. And let's be real, no casual fan gives two fucks about Asuka. So we get to that, right? So we get Alexa and little Shayna at Hell in a Cell, which is, in a way, look, it was quite good to have Alexa have a a pay-per-view match an on title pay pay-per-view match like that it was quite good right and Alexa just beats Baszler okay fine and they started doing which is good good to get the pay-per-view winning things but it was utter shit what they were doing the whole oh I can control your mind and I can do this and hypnotize you and know, all this crap it was so bollocks but you could kinda tell they were trying to give her powers that you could do when crowds came back because it was still Thunderdome at this time but this whole thing kinda just went nowhere. There was no explanation as to why uh what happened with uh, Lily and Shayna. Apparently WWE heard the bad backlash of people on online and they were almost it's almost as if they were about to get rid of Lily until the toy came out and see how it sold because you had that whole thing Lily's in time out and all that push. But here's you can sort of see where things were going wrong. It was good that she was in the Money in the Bank match and things, but in the build-up to that, you could sort of see they had no idea what to do with this character. And you've got this character being in random tag matches, and random fatal four ways, and people say, well, that's about the build-up to Money in the Bank. It's like, who cares? Why would this character be in that? The character didn't really do anything particularly interesting. If anything, the character should actually, when she was tagging with the other people, should actually have been causing mayhem. For her opponents, but she, for for who her opponents were going to be at Money in the Bank, but no, she was like going after Shayna Baszler again, somebody who she's already beat, and then somebody who who isn't even in the Money in the Bank match. She was t- still doing that, but she, she was a bit. There was one segment she was a bit to hypnotise... Reginald and Shayna Baszler came from behind and slammed her into the barricade, and then that was it. Next week she randomly started targeting Eva Marie, and you're like. <laughs> Who wasn't in the Money in the Bank match again. And you think, this is, what the fuck is this shit? So you go into the biggest show of the summer, SummerSlam. And, again, Alexa's got this feud with Eva Marie, which is going absolutely nowhere. And I get it, the marks, will all blame Eva Marie for this. But I actually think the material was god-awful. But actually, Alexa, Eva Marie, and even Doudrop were actually fine. They did their best with what they could with this. But, the whole build-up to this was utter shit. And let's call a spade a spade. The only reason why this got on SummerSlam's main card is because SummerSlam was originally meant to be three hours in August, but apparently they they actually because of the they wanted it to finish before the boxing fight that was going down on down the road in Vegas. But apparently it got extended to four. That was he- that was heading for the pre-show, and that would have been three years in a row that Alex has not been on the SummerSlam main card. And if that had happened, all well, these people are saying, "Oh wow, it's so over. It's so amazing." would have still defended this. They would have defended this. No questions asked. However then, we come to September and she ends up feuding with Charlotte. This was actually pretty decent for a lot of it. The last two weeks were actually quite decent. But it comes to another point, right? Two weeks before Extreme Rules, there's this segment which she gives Charlotte a shot at the Charlie doll, which was actually quite funny. I actually thought this was quite enjoyable. But I'll say one thing. This segment still, to the last time I looked a few days ago, hadn't got to 700k YouTube views yet. Remember what I said about how uh, last year she was routinely getting to a million in 24 hours? Can't even get to 700k in three months? That's bad. That is bad. And then the week, be- the week before, Extreme Rules, really good, really good promo back and forth. But you could tell Charlotte was subtly berry and bliss with the whole, the way she was talking about her, light like, she was basically taking the piss out of the gimmick, and just remember something somebody like Charlotte will have more sway in what she can do she was basically no selling this gimmick uh, and then we come to the match itself, the match itself was fine uh, we all knew Alexa was t- well. It, it, it transpired, Alexa was taking time off so she had to lose, that's fine but if you look at the aftermath of it she attacked Charlotte from behind after the match, and still ends up getting beaten up, like dismissed like a jobber that means nothing. And she, she this this great all powerful character, the first time she loses, she loses because she gets a doll chucked in her face, and then kicked in the face. It's like, the fuck is this nonsense? This is utter dog shit. And then top things off, you've got her crying, the things like that. It's just the doll gets ripped off, and this this was a horrendous way to write her off. This was horrible this was so bad and and a a pay-per-view called extreme rules and the most extreme thing you can do is have somebody crying about a doll in the middle of the ring and again here's the thing alexis and that's the last we've seen of her since uh, alexis acting here was fantastic she's she is a great fantastic performer but oh god the stuff they've got her doing is atrocious and i've said this before it would have been a lot worse if it was somebody else, let's be real. So they're lucky it's hard doing this. And she's got it po- somewhat popular. The Lily Doll does sell out. And that's fine, this gimmick is for children. There's no doubt about it. But, oh dear. I do wonder about the grown men who are into this. The grown men who can't take an opinion that any time somebody says something about the Lily Doll, that they, they don't like it, they think it's stupid... And they're, they're not even saying anything bad about Alexa. All you get is these grown men with no life on Twitter coming into people's mentions going, Oh, you can't say my own. The living's all over and fuck, guys. And well, it's good that Alexa is getting cheered by the crowds. And, that, and that's thankfully, because I, I had my doubts as to whether people would cheer this. But she's actually been getting cheered by the crowds. This thing, you talk about how over it is. It's how over is it? Is this is like the most niche thing I've ever seen? You've got people on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's good that it's a niche, uh, a niche character and things." It's like you take somebody who should be mainstream, but you give her a neckbeard's wet dream of a of a, a character. That's not good. And it's actually been reflected in the YouTube views, which is the kind of the more casual or lapsed fans who might just tune into the odd thing. They're not tuning into this. It's all well and good that. It's good that the merch is selling and things like that but let's be honest it's the hardcores that buy the merch it's the marks that buy the merch but there's nothing crossing over with this and it's kind of hurting her crossover appeal because and all there's nothing remotely mainstream about this this is about as niche as it gets and the only good thing really is that it allows her to do some acting but and and she's really done a great job with that but the material has been awful. It does show you how talented she is, though. Because in a way, she's the, the flip side of Keanu Reeves. Whereas, I like Keanu Reeves in a run, but I mentioned yesterday in my Matrix review, Keanu Reeves is only good when he's got good material. If the material is not so good, he's usually quite terrible. Whereas, you can see the material is terrible, but Alexa, performance-wise, is still good. So, there you go and the other thing to point out, people banging on her about oh wow, she's massively over and all this and it's gonna it's gonna be this huge gimmick. This gimmick, Bar the Charlotte um uh, uh Bar the Charlotte feud has been lower mid card. She's been in the lower mid card with this ever since WrestleMania. And I don't think it's gonna get much better once she gets back. People sit sitting there saying, Oh, I'd love to see your feud with Becky Lynch and yeah, well it would be good to get her in the title picture. Let's be real. Becky Lynch would fucking bury her. Let's be real. It would finish finish off the job Charlotte started because, let's be honest, Charlotte was not selling for that gimmick and Becky, who's got more stroke, she's sure as fuck not going to sell for that gimmick. If anything, they might try and course-correct things in their way because Alexa basically destroyed Becky in 2016. They'll want Becky to get her revenge. Uh, So, the sad thing is, ever since Alexa's been off, I've been glad not to watch any of Raw. I've, I, the only wrestling I've watched since then was the Crown Jeweler, and that was because I had resubscribed to the network on the, to watch Extreme Rules that day, but I think Crown Jewel was in the billing period, now I've just cancelled the network, haven't resubscribed since, and I've no plans to do it for the Royal Rumble, even though Alexa will probably be back either before then or at that show. I've no plans to do it. And I'd lo- I was. I think Alexa is awesome, she's fantastic, but WWE creative have failed her miserably this year. And you hear some of the shit that's going on, you hear about it, I mean apparently Charlotte and Tony Storm over in SmackDown are putting pies in each other's face. This is like twenty four seven goofy bullshit. And but that's for the SmackDown women's title on Fox. That's the shit that they're doing with us. God knows what garbage they're gonna do with Alexa when she gets back. And I can't see them doing anything worthwhile with her in the build-up to Wrestlemania. Really can't. She'll probably at some point, she'll beat a couple of jobbers when she gets back and and then she'll get fed to Becky. It'll basically be the same thing. What happened? She'll beat a couple of jobbers, then get fed to four Horsewomen, and that'll be that. Sad, but true. So, in all honesty, I'm in no rush to see Alexa come back. And I actually haven't missed her. I've actually seen... Glad, I was glad seeing her, TikTok, her TikToks have been way more entertaining than anything WWE's done this year. So that that tells you a lot. Tells you a lot. So, anyway, just kind of a little rear in review. 2021, WWE failed Alexa Bliss. She'd done a wonderful job with awful material, but at the end of the day, they failed her with this utter, utter dog shit. Anyway... That's what, if you've made it this far, thanks very much for listening there. And coming up later in the week, I'll hopefully be seeing Kingsman this week, so hopefully that's not dog shit. But I'll review that. Of course, there'll be the book of Boba Fett as well, we'll be doing the review and spoiler talk for that. And yeah, there you go. So thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.